This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hey, Giant fans. Welcome to the Giant Insider Podcast. My name is Jerry Foley. I am the senior editor of the Giant Insider newspaper. And with me, as always, is the beat writer and the heart of Giants Nation. Nobody beats the biz. Chris Bizignano. Well, Chris, we have a very uh, meaningless game coming up Sunday. Uh, we both discussed this, man. I expecting, I don't know, 30, 40% at most, maybe less. Yeah. Uh, but I would say at most 40%, just for the, just for those hardcore tailgaters that, that want to show up and still party one more time and see their friends. But other than that, um, uh, Chris, I, I, I can't see, you know, th- this is going to be the, the, the least packed game I've seen in, in years here, dude. It, it's, uh, you know, it is what it is. It's a meaningless game. Yeah, I'm thinking 20,000, 25, Jerry. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little bit more. No, that's about right. Yeah, you know, that's what I'm thinking. You know, it's meaningless games. Maybe some showers. I don't know whether man might not be the greatest. Um, and people are just fed up. They don't want to go. And the people that are going are probably just want to go there and boo. You know. Yeah. And take like and get some anger out at uh, you know at this team. So yeah, it's just gonna be really. It's gonna be weird. You know, it's gonna be barely anybody there and. Yeah, uh, just just not just not a good scene, bro. You know, no. Uh, like you said, we cannot wait till this just is over with. Yeah, and it's not like you're looking at uh, okay. Well, you know, at least we got a young quarterback. You know, I mean, going with Jake Fromm. Hmm. Uh, anybody doesn't know, uh, you know, Mike Lennon. <clears throat> he's he needs surgery. He hurt his non-throwing wrist. He's out. Um, yeah. Fromm will be in there. Maybe even Lewicki will get some snaps. I don't know, but it's gonna be Washington's gonna play to win. Uh, like the Giants, but Washington, you know, they're gonna have Heineke. They're gonna have most of their guys and. I expect it to be a whipping again, to be honest with you. Do you really? A whipping? Uh, yeah, I think it's yeah. a whipping again. I think yeah. it's like a 24-3 or 23 game. Um, um, uh, Ron Rivera, without question, I was you know on a conference call with him yesterday. And yeah. um, uh, the media, I mean, not just me. <laughs> and It was a media, then it was with you by yourself. Yeah. I could tell he wasn't too crazy about Judge's comments. Yeah. Um, you know... What he what he said after the game about you know we don't have guys fighting you know, uh, you know just get into that a little bit. Um, this is what I've been saying about you know judges got to stop talking yeah so much yep. um, because he's he's the more he talks the boy you know we all know he he makes a comment about you know the fighting and we don't want a clown show here. You know, everybody knows what happened with the Washington team on the sidelines last week. So, so do yep. I think Judge meant to take a shot at Rivera? No. But it must have popped in his head because he was rambling on and on, you know. Yeah. First thing we thought of. And, you know, and it, sure enough, you know, Rivera was asked that yesterday about what yeah. he thought of the comments. And he's just like, I'm not going to get into it. You know, obviously people don't know what's going on over here. Yeah. And I thought it was a little, a little, not fitting, but, you know. At the end, Rivera said to everybody, you know, I really respect Mr. Tish and Mr. Mara mm. and the Giants organization. Did not say anything about Joe Judge. And you could tell by Rivera, you know, he, he wasn't too crazy about Judge's comments. Yeah. I'm sure Judge is straightening that out with him. Judge said he didn't mean any shot at Washington, but it came across as, a, you know, and for somebody that's 4 and 12, shouldn't be talking about anything. Yeah. To be honest with you. Yep. And of course, you know, somebody asked Pat Shermer out in Denver. <laughs> about judges comments about guys tapping out when he got here and all that and Sherman just took the high road says listen I'm not gonna get into that that's, that's not what I understand and, and uh, Jerry you're better at this than me did they, didn't they win two of the last three 
on the Sherman at the end? They beat. Yeah, maybe we could look they, it up now, but no, well, offhand. they no, not um, no, in okay. two thousand. Wait, hang on. In twenty nineteen, they beat Washington to uh, their Chase Young Bowl. Right, that was the last game of the season. They lost to the Eagles before that, and they beat Miami before that. So yeah, I think you're right. Going back in my head right now, I think I'm right, and I'll look this up. I think it's they beat Washington, lost to Philly, and then beat Miami the week before that. I think. Okay. Well, anyway. It wasn't like they were getting blown out every game at the end of the year, and, no. you know. Yeah, you know. So, yeah, like, 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 like you talked about. I don't even know why George even went there. I guess he was, you know, he was responding to the question about sticking together now and all that crap. So, right. Um, I wouldn't have did it, you know. But they, sure enough, Sherman just took the high road. And goes, listen, I'm not gonna get into that, you know. But right. I could tell he was a little probably a little pissed at that stuff too. So, yeah. Um, well, you know. Joe oh yeah. got it. So I was right. I was I was a little off. They lost to the Eagles last game of the season, but they okay. beat Washington and Miami before that. So I mixed them so up. They, yeah. So they yeah. did win two out of the last yes. three. Yeah. All yeah. right. So that doesn't sound like a team that's tapped out to me. No. And, and in fact, the Washington game, Chris, that was the best that offense looked in the last ten right. years. Right. At the time, we really didn't need him to look that good. Right. So right. We would have. Yeah. We would have had Chase Young. <laughs> okay. Whatever. Right. So. Um, yeah. Uh, so th- that's not a team that's tapping out. You know, uh, as there were a few guys. Yeah. Like I said. Yeah. There was a few guys who. Vacations and this guy with a golf call, uh, yeah. golf clubs and all. Yeah, but you know, I mean, you know, most teams that have added a playoffs, so you're going to have some guys talk about vacations and yeah. this and that. You know, it doesn't mean they tapped out on a field. Right now, you know, you know. Anyway, whatever. Move on from that. Just, I just don't get it. A judge is going to have to learn. You know, this is. I know he's from the northeast, east and stuff, but this is the New York media, and when you're losing, everything's going to be scrutinized. Everything's yeah. going to be broken down. Everything you say is going to be dissected and. You know, and all that. So he's going to have to learn that. He's here two years now. And, uh, you know, most times you say something like, well, why would you say that? The offense stinks or whatever it might be. He's he's taking it to another level where actually other teams are, like, involved. And you don't want to do that, man. But yeah, hopefully he'll learn from that. Um, and Chris, I got, a, I got a question for you. Yeah. About, let's just stay on judge real quick. Can anything happen Sunday to where he goes or no? Nah. Unless he punches a guy in the face or something or does really yeah. something. Okay. Uh, look, Jerry, I, you know, we, we could start leading into some things. Um, when Ben McAdoo was going to get fired, there was numerous leaks that Ben's gone. When Pat Shermer was going to get fired, everybody knew it. Yes. If you remember, there was leaks coming out of the building left and right. Yeah. Oh, Shermer's gone. Shermer's mm-hmm. gone. I don't know if you noticed, but there hasn't been one, not one, yeah. leak out of the building. And there's plenty of people that like to talk in that building. A lot of backstabbing going on in that place. Okay, and Gettleman is a goner. We all know that, and I'm sure one of his people or somebody in that building uh, would have kind of leaked it out that yeah, judges on thin ice, they have to look good Sunday. Yeah, Mavis not happy with him. Right. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not. You know. It's not as sure he's staying and all that. But yeah. if you notice, there hasn't been not one. Yeah. Out of the building. So no, what does that right, tell right. you? Yeah. Well, in this business, <laughs> what that tells you is that this Merrill wants Judge back, and he's going to be most likely back. Now, so people, and I understand this. Well, how are you going to hire a GM? Well, first, let's get a couple of things clear as we go into the GM talk. I don't think we want to talk anything else about the Washington game, right? Let's see what I'm talking yeah, about. I mean, who, who, Tyler the or something, who the right? cares? <laughs> Jake Fromm, right? So nobody really right. cares. So. You know, a lot of people, 
you hear the name Kevin Abrams, and people go ballistic. Mm-hmm. So let's clear up something about Kevin Abrams right now. 99.9% chance Kevin Abrams is not going to get this job. Which you've been consistent with for m- months, I'd right. say. Yeah. Okay. Now, the reason is not so much that Kevin Abrams is not, shouldn't get the uh, chance at doing this job. Kevin Abrams has no say in these drafts. He's had no say. He's added scouting personnel evaluation the last few years to his resume, which is basically negotiating contracts and salary cap. Okay? Hmm? You know, and before, you know, people go crazy, well, look at the cap hell we're going to be in. Well, that's Dave Gettleman. Dave Gettleman brought these guys in, and then it was Kevin Abrams' job to negotiate contracts with them. It was make it work, right? To make it work, to bring them here. Right. So don't just blame Kevin Abrams. For salary capital, no, it's Gettleman who went out and wanted to spend all this money and bring these guys in, and they cost money. It was Gettleman who would not lose face by making sure Leo Williams was back in the fold. Right. Okay? Right. So let's clear up us Kevin Abrams. If Kevin Abrams came along in another time, Kevin Abrams is thought of very highly, not just in the building, yeah, but around the league. They think he's gonna, you know, a couple more years of seasoning, grow, you know, whatever, assistant GM, whatever. He's he's not going anywhere, okay. Um, he's a very bright guy, and he's adding things to his resume now, like scouting. In the last few years, he's he's taking this on, so he's gearing up. If this was another time period where the Giants were coming off, like maybe a couple of bad seasons, but they've had success in the last six, seven years, had a couple of playoff teams and all that, Kevin Davis would get this job. Yeah, he would get this job. Yeah. And most and most people be like, well, okay, that's good. We we'll move on. You know, we've been pretty successful the last four, the last eight years, seven years, couple of playoffs. So, so, so well, despite despite Kevin Abrams being maybe qualified or ready for this, he's a victim of the Giants' failures. Over he's the a victim of the Giants' fight. Now, John yeah. Mara understands, yeah, that the fan base would revolt. Yeah, season ticket renewals, which is big, would go down. Hmm. Okay. Let's not forget, there's no more 30-year waiting lists with the Giants. That went out the window when PSLs came in. Yes. There's no more waiting list. He understands, Mara, that the people will be looking to burn that stadium down. That it would be such an unpopular choice. Yeah. That they, he, he gets it. Mara knows that. So we're not going to see Kevin Abrams. All right? Unless Mara just, well, you know, I don't care and this and that. But that's not Mara's attitude. I don't care about the fans. I don't care about what they, you know, that's not Mara's attitude, okay? So Kevin Abrams is not getting a job. The point I'm saying is that, Jerry, Kevin Abrams has nothing to do with these drafts yeah. the last four years. It has nothing to do with the Mark Ross who did so much damage to this organization, dude. So much damage Mark Ross did. And Jerry Reese gets blamed for a lot of stuff that was Mark Ross behind the scenes, okay? Mm. All right? Even as, the, you know what? Even the Evan Ingram draft pick, that Reese got destroyed over, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People kind of whisper, well, you know what? Don't be so quick to blame Reese on that. Now, don't get me wrong. He was the general manager. The buck falls on him. The buck stops with him. I get yeah. it. But Mark Ross had a lot of influence, bro. And Mark, everything was a Mark Ross-type guy. Athletic, yeah. you know, he could do this, catch him, well, line him up at a slot, line him up, see him. Um, that I'm even hearing that that wasn't necessarily even Jerry Reese's number one guy. But they went with him because Ross and you know, it's just the FM, you know, influence, their personnel and all that crap. And seeing TJ Watt have 21 and a half sacks and picked 
30th in that draft. Ooh, that one still stings, Chris. Ruben Randall. Yeah. What round was he drafted? Joe? Second. Second, Second round right? in 2012, I believe. Right, you're better at this than me. You remember this shit. This is the stupid stuff I know. <laughs> Ruben Randall. How yeah. did he turn out as a second round pick? Oh, disaster. Okay, that was Mark Ross all the way. Yeah. I, I know for a fact. That was Mark Ross all the way. Yeah. So you had guys in there before Gettleman. Did a lot of damage, bro. A lot of damage. Yeah. Okay? So what? getting back to Abrams, and we'll get back to some of the other stuff. But Abrams is a guy highly thought of, but he just is coming along the wrong time. Mara realizes he has to go outside the building. Okay? In all fairness, what this building has been doing the last 10 years hasn't worked. It's been a total disaster. Right. So get it. And, and this is the right move. Get a guy from outside this building. Get him in here and let him change his scouting department. Now, a couple of things um, as we move along into January. You can't just go out and fire every damn scout. Because, you, you know, you got to start looking at the draft now, college, senior ball. So that's really impossible. Yeah. But some people are going to go. Some people are going to be gone next week. Okay. Um, and people, Mark Kahn's Gettleman's right-hand man, he's going to be gone. I'm pretty sure he's going to be gone. Yeah. Okay. Chris Pettit, who is the director of college scouting, He's most likely he's going to be gone too. Really unpopular among Giant fans, Chris. Chris Pettit. Very unpopular. I understand. Yeah. yeah. These drafts have not gone well. You know, um, and nobody really wants to hear about some guys in the back end of the drafts that are contributing to special teams. You know, you got to draft some impact kids to win in this league. Right. Giants haven't done it. Chris Pettit, I don't think he's going to survive this, nor do I think he should survive this. Why? Yeah. Well, let's just look at, you know, what we're, what we're bringing in here. Okay. Now, another name that's bounced around that I could tell you is a bright young mind and who's going to be something down this road probably is Tim McDonald. Okay? Yeah. He's a young guy. Um, he started basically making his bones at Notre Dame years ago. He was like an assistant, graduate assistant. Wound up developing, you know, recruiting for Notre Dame, Notre Dame, who's had some good recruiting classes under him. Charlie Weiss uh, raves about him. Weiss worked with him in Notre Dame. Yeah. Uh, Tim McDonald is going nowhere, uh, in my opinion. Uh, not to mention he's got some kind of Mara connection and all that. I think he's whatever he's <laughs> And we all know about the nepotism sometimes in his building. Okay? He must have but, something to do with Boston College, too, or something anyway. Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> but Tim McDonald, you know, Tim McDonald. Yeah. Um, Right now, you know, this was his first season as a co-director of player person and all that. And he's going to stay and he's going to grow. And he should. He's a young mind. He works his butt off. Okay. He's got a pretty decent eye for understanding talent. And he's going to have more of a role as this organization moves forward. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Kahn's, you know, his four, four years with the Giants, with Gettleman, co-director of player personnel. He's going to be gone. Pettit, director of college scouting. He should be gone. Okay, this hasn't worked what they're doing. Getting back to Abrams, Jerry, Mara knows he has to go outside the building. Right. He understands what would happen if he promoted Kevin Abrams, and he's not going to be dumb enough to do something like that because what would happen in the fan base and the revolt and everything that was that would happen. But it's not – don't look at Kevin Abrams and say, well, you know, Kevin's had a part of these drafts in the last four years. What the hell? That's not true. Yeah. It's like – I've been saying about Chris Mara. 
John's brother. He doesn't have much say just because yeah. he's a Mara. Right. He hasn't done much as far as, uh, as far, yeah, he does some scouting, he does some player personnel and all that, but this was Gettleman's show. So it's all Gettleman, right. That's what this people want. This has wanted. been Gettleman's yeah. show the last four years. Yeah. Okay? You know, Gettleman wanted to go with a running back second overall, touched by the hand of God, and Barkley was incredible his first year, and he's an incredible talent, Saquon. Now, do I have him up there with Derrick Henry's or the Dalvin Cooks or the wall? You know, and Jonathan Taylor's? No. But he's still an incredible talent, Saquon. He had an incredible rookie year. But there was people in that building that thought Dave was crazy for taking yeah. a running back. Second overall. Dysfunction. Not, so many people not on the same page. Yeah. They shield John Mara from what's going on. Now, you either shield John, what's going on, or John, there's people that say, John, yeah, we're doing this, and John believes them. Okay? Mm-hmm. John Maris had the wool pull over his eyes a lot these last 10 years. So the new general manager's got to come in here, Jerry. He's got to change. You know what, you know what this culture word that I hate so much? You like you seem to like that word a lot. Right. And, and don't get me wrong. You have to have the right culture in the locker room to contribute to a winning team. I get it like that. But the bottom line is winning, and that really changes the culture. But the culture does contribute a little bit. Don't get me wrong. You have to still have that certain mix, and then you, then you win games and all that crap. Okay, but you know, Gettleman's been preaching culture, culture for four years. They haven't won a damn thing. Right. That's that's what I'm saying. You know, but it is part of it. Don't get me wrong. I make fun of it. Like, stop with the culture. And it's true. I don't want to hear about the culture crap anymore. You know, you got to win games. That gets the culture. And but it does. You know, all tongue and cheek. It does culture. You do need a little bit. Judge is trying to get it here. It hasn't worked out so far. Right. So, Jerry, the new GM, and we're gonna get into some guys. You know. Yeah. He has to come in here and he has to change the culture. And that means philosophy. Yep. All right. That means when they go down to senior ball, it's him, his new, you know, his new college scouting director and his player personnel guy and Tim McDonald, who I'm sure is going to still be here and all that. They go down as a group and they evaluate. Right? Right. Years ago. And the Giants were the laughing stock of the rest of the teams in this league. They used to go down with Mara brought some guys down. Uh, Ross, you know, who thought he was, for some reason, he thought he was Jesus walking around, you know, and, and walking around giving sermons all day. You know, Ross really thought who the hell he was. You had Reese. You had different groups of guys down there watching the same guys. Yeah. Where most teams have just one group of guys. Yeah. And I noticed for a fact, a lot of other teams used to look at the Giants and go, what the hell are they doing with so many guys? There's one group there. There's one group there. One... You know, no wonder they can't draft well. Yeah. There's too many Chiefs who, you know, oh, no, I want this guy. Oh, no, we think this guy. No, that's not the way it works. Okay? When Giants drafted guys in the past, example, Marvin Austin, remember him? Yes. Prominent US second, NFL, ra- second round 2011 or 2010, I forget. Yeah, I mean, there were certain guys. Who was the guy from UCLA? Uh, his brother plays in the Cowboys now. The guy oh, he's who uh, he comes in here. There was flags all over him about his effort, this and that. The Giants think Third they're going to pull a. They think they're going to pull a wool over everybody's eyes drafting yeah. him. Yeah. Demontre Moore flags all over the damn joint. Yep. They took him. What Jerry? Second round, third round, whatever they took him. Demontre Moore was third round. Texas A and M twenty. I want to say twenty thirteen. Right around it. When these guys were drafted, and a lot of other guys, prominent NFL guys or ex former NFL guys that were associated with the draft, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. They used to look at the Giants' draft pick like that and go, well, that's typical Giants. No wonder they don't win. 
It's so embarrassing. Only to jump. Or, and I noticed for a fact, people have told me this. Okay, that it, people have told me this. Or it would be like, oh, only the Giants would draft that guy that high. Nobody mm. had him that high. Mm. So this is what we're talking about, about the evaluation process going on in this building. It's been a shit show. Okay? And, of course, you got some guys. You know, you, some guys, that, you know, pretty good, they're pretty good picks and all that. A few. But the record speaks for itself. Okay? The, win, the win-loss record speaks for itself. The failure to build an offensive line, they, they, even though they, uh, Reese, excuse me, addressed it, it didn't work out. It speaks for itself. Other teams have turned around offensive lines in one, two, three years. Solid. Browns did it. Solid. The Colts did it with good drafting. Okay? Yeah. It hasn't worked here. There's too many guys with, vo- yeah, this, this, that. Gettleman comes now. It's Gettleman's show. Gettleman had the final say. It's his. You know, it's all on Dave. This is all on Dave. Okay. It was his. Was it? It was his decision to trade down too. His decision to trade down. Okay. He takes Kadarius Tony. And right now, you look at Kadarius Tony, and you say, "Very talented young man." But he's hurt a lot. Right. He's hurt here. So what do we have? We have a kid that's very talented, but we don't know for how much availability he's going to be down the road. We hope he plays 16 games for the next 10 years, right, Jerry? Yeah. But year one, uh, COVID, you can't, you can't really blame on a kid. I mean, you know, this, yeah, everybody's, getting 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 everybody's getting it. But the injuries, you, you know, you had the the, quad, yeah, the oblique, you had some stuff going on. The shoes. Now he's got the shoulder, right? I mean, from the start with the stupid shoes thing. Like, come on. Uh, right off the start, it didn't start <laughs> off well, you know, and the whole deal. Injured a few times. Hey guys, guys, you're all going to kill me. I got to interrupt, Chris. Please don't kill me. This is a great podcast. But I got to tell you about the Blindsided Podcast, guys. The Players' Tribune has launched its first ever mental health podcast called Blindsided. The hosts are former NHL goalie Corey Hirsch and psychiatrist Diane McIntosh. show will share the moments for a variety of athletes when everything changed for them and mental health became the most important focus of their lives. It allows listeners to have an understanding of the types of mental health challenges that people face. The guests include this season Kevin Love and Kurt Warner. Plan your work and pl- and work your plan. For many athletes, saying such as this could be considered scripture, permanent signposts lining the long road to success in sports. For some, the very act of pursuing a career in sports can give a sense of self-control, a sense of safety, so long as you stick to that plan. That is until life happens, the kind of life that happens while you're making other plans. Breakdowns, insecurity, panic attacks, PTSD, addiction, sudden life changes, ones that require an athlete to toss aside their well-laid plans and answer the question, what's your next play? Blindsided is a podcast about sports, mental health, and life. All right, guys, check out the Blindsided podcast. All right, Chris, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, yeah, no, no. You've got to pay the bills, right? (laughs) Yeah, right, buddy. So um, the dysfunction that goes on in that building – and especially years past, yeah. is is just unspeakable. So this is why I talk about getting a president of football operations. Now that might not happen. And John, if you look, Mara, if you're going li- to if you're listening, um, or if somebody, you know, brings it up to your attention, whatever it might be, something to consider because he'd be like a lieutenant. He'd be like the captain. You know, he'd be like an enforcer. Like, what's going on here? Why do we? What's going on with this group and this and that? Okay. And then you got your general manager, like. Who would be some 
prime guys. I mean, you know, I, I, a guy like Phil Sims, who never, and I know his name's popped up, but he has no interest in it. That would have been like a great example of a president of football operations. You know, a guy that's going to go in there and you got to need a guy to get some discipline. Everybody's on the same page. I don't want to hear this crap bickering here. I don't want this backstabbing here. Yeah. And I, I understand it's human nature. It's going to happen at times. All right. You got a large group of people together. You're going to have some bad, you know, but that can't, Jerry, this has been going on in this organization for way too long. Right. Way too long. Okay. And then the president of football operation, he reports to Mara. He deals with the GM and all that. Um, but this is going to be a very big. Now, I know most GM, a lot of times GMs come in and they want their own guy. We're going to get into judge a little bit, right? But there's been a lot of a lot of circumstances where a GM came in and he and he adopted the, the head coach and and they were successful. So it's not like you can't do it. And Mara's going to look to keep Judge. Mara wants to keep Judge. Okay. Yeah, I think that, I think what what scares people is the most recent that they can think of, or the one that hits very close to home because it's it happened with our co-tenants was the situation with the Jets right. and Idzik and, and Ryan. Right, and there's been a few other ones that didn't work out, but there's been other circumstances where it has worked out. Yeah. Okay, it's not like you can't get a guy go. Okay, you know what? I'll give I'll give this guy a year. We're gonna try to we're gonna get him some players. We're gonna draft. We'll give this guy a year, and if it's a total failure, he's gone. Right. Okay, and the GM stays, right? And then he brings in his own guy. So let, don't get too crazy about, you know, this can never work and all that. That's not true. It's worked with other organizations. A lot of times, though, the, the question is going to be is if Marrow wants a certain guy, mm-hmm. will he say, you know, okay, I'll give Joe a year, you know, this and that. Chances are he will. He might not. So let's look at some of the guys, you know, that could pop be possibilities, all right? Yeah. There's two that have been around a while. Oh, yeah. I think I know who you're going to name. Yeah. I mean, one is John Dorsey. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right? He's now, you know, John's back. He's just a senior personnel executive in Detroit now yep. and all that. Yep. But we all know what John has done in the past. Yeah. With the Browns, he really he drafted well for them a couple of years ago. With the Chiefs, numerous Pro Bowl players. Yeah. Built the foundation there when Reed. Like Pioli did a little bit. We'll get into Scott a little bit, you know. And he was obviously the uh, Packers director of college scouting um, back in the two thousands, you know. And the Packers have been a very good organization, you know, for a while. Yep. So John Dorsey's an excellent personnel man. He knows talent. Okay, and that he's you know he's not old. He's sixty one. He's still a pretty young guy, bro. That's that's young today, you know. Yeah. He's a guy. Not a problem with John Dorsey. From what I understand, is that is his mouth. Every team he's been a general manager of, there's been leaks worse than a freaking Titanic. Too many people know stuff what's going on in the building because John has a tendency to yap. Okay, now that might be somebody that Mario is going to look. Okay, we can't have you know you know we can't have this this and this. I don't know, but but. This is where you need, like, you know, a New York guy. And John Maris, obviously, you know, he's in New York, wherever he is, but not a real New York guy. You know what I mean? He's Westchester or whatever. Where you tell, yeah. where you tell Dorsey, you know, yeah. you got to shut your effing mouth. You know, yeah, whatever. Mean, but the, I'm being funny. Brooklyn, Chris. I'm being, you know, I'm being, like, you know, funny. Yeah, right. But John Dorsey <laughs> is an excellent, excellent evaluator. And he's going to be out there. You know, he's exact whatever he is, assistant, currently a senior 
personnel guy in Detroit. Yeah. I don't know if Mara will go that direction, but he's a guy you have to consider because of his history, right. which has been excellent. All right. And now another guy I'm going to mention, I'm going to bring in there, is a guy with Northeast roots, mm-hmm. Bill Parcell's son-in-law, <laughs> and Bill Belichick's guy for a long, long time, and that's Scott Pioli. Now, Scott's tenure in Kansas City started off well. He was executive of the year in 2010. It didn't end well. But I'm going to ask you this, Jerry. That happens, right? Yeah. A lot of times guys get fired. They were flying banners over. They couldn't stand them and all that. Okay. Okay. But Bill Pullian, remember him? Yeah. Yes. Okay. He was let go. Uh, He built the Buffalo Bills teams, right? Yep. And moved then he, on, yeah. Yeah. fired, moved on. And how did he do in his second job? Phenomenal. Pretty Phenomenal. Good. Right. Pretty good. Right. Ron Wolf. Yep. How did he do yeah. in his second job? Yeah, and, and Chris, this is what I was thinking of before, because I knew we were going to talk about this. Those were the two names I kept coming back to, right? And we'll talk, we can talk about other guys as well. But those were the two names. And it's Chris, what I was going to say is I don't need someone who's only had success. I almost want someone who's had a little bit of failure so that when they come in, they do this the right way, right? And, you know, we can talk about other guys as well, but I kept coming back to those two because you need – I don't I, I don't want a first-timer this time around, right? Not that Gettleman really was, but I. this situation is so bad. I can't afford a GM learning on the fly. I need an experienced guy who's built – franchises in the past and i don't care if they failed it here or there i don't care that scott pioli when he went to kansas city didn't go so well and you know that next year out of the six guys on the pro bowl i think only two were his and actually dorsey did better there i I look at what pioli did in new england i look at how he helped build the jets in the late 90s right so i'm okay with a guy failing i was chris i almost won it in a weird way is that Mm -hmm. wrong uh no i i agree with that i I think it you know look i I would like to see somebody in here who's Got a lot of winning on their resume and stuff like that. Um, but at the same time, Jerry, I wouldn't have a problem. I wouldn't have a problem if they went with like a Dave Ziegler, who's Parcells' sort of like de facto GM up in New England right yeah. now. Yeah. Now, uh, excuse me, Belichick. I think I said Parcells. Belichick. Bel- I think, you know, Belichick squashed it last year. Denver, Denver was interested in him. Mm-hmm. And Belichick... Kind of squashed. He brought he made basically Ziegler went back to Bill. You know, Bill yep. didn't want it. Um, but this is the New York Giants, and Belichick we all know loves the New York Giants. So if it came down to a guy like Ziegler, um, you could see Bill giving him permission and saying, "Yeah, do what you you know. If it works out for you, you got my blessing." You know right. what I mean? Because Belichick gets you know he gets along with John, loves John, loves the organization and all that. So, so Jerry. My preference is, we're going to talk about a few more guys, but I get it. I'll, I kind of want a guy who's been a GM. Right. And who's won. Right. Uh, you know, you got to remember something about, you know, it didn't end well for Pioli, but Pioli knows what this organization wants. You know, he's got roots here. You know? and, and real quick, Chris, the Pioli thing, was that, did that have as much to do with Todd Haley, you think? Well, he hired the wrong guy. Right. Todd Haley was not a good right. fit. He had one good year, whatever it was, and, yeah. and it didn't work out. You know, and even yeah. even Scott's last few drafts in Kansas City wasn't that good. Yeah, uh, and, and it went bad. It went bad with him. The media there, you know, yeah. Pioli's look. 
he's the total opposite of Dorsey. Like I just said, Dorsey mouth could get him in trouble with the leaks through this inside and outside. I'm talking about football inside, yeah. you know, the rapper yeah. pause and the guys like that. He's got, you know, his, he likes to talk. Well, Scott Pioli is the exact opposite. He's like the CIA Pioli. It's like Judge. Uh, he's he, he's like worse well, than Judge. I mean, well, so I look at now another reason why I say Pioli, obviously because Matt Marrow wants Judge to stay another year, and Pioli's got the New England connection with Belichick, mm-hmm. and they know Joe Judge. So I believe fully that Pioli be like, yeah, I'll work with him, and and all that, and I'll give him, you know, we'll, wait, we'll give him, you know, give him another year. He deserves another year and all that, and we'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. All right, Pioli's a guy that's going to come in here, and he's going to change the whole structure of this building. Mm-hmm. He's going to tell his scouts, this is the type of guy that I look for in a football player. Do not come to me with another type of guy because I'm going to throw you out of the office. Pioli has a certain player he looks for, okay? He was involved in drafting Ray Lewis and Jonathan Ogden back in Baltimore. How did that work out? (laughs) Pretty well. Okay? He was involved in drafting Tom Brady where not many people thought much of Tom Brady. How did that work out? Yeah. Okay? He's looking for a certain type of guy. So what these new GMs, or like a guy like Pioli comes in, and he's going to sh- share this with his scouts and whoever's there. Guys, when you come in here with this guy, we're going to all sit down and we're going to look at Jerry Foley from the University of Notre Dame. Yeah, nice. Okay? Golden and this is what we're looking for. You know, he, he can't just come in. A new guy's not going to come in and just clean house everybody. You can't. There's too many scouts. You know, you can't. But what you do, some guys are going to go. And then you start getting your little, uh, you know, your tree brand. Your tree starts to grow in your organization. Yeah. You get some guys in the first year, the second year. You see this, that. And that, this is the way it works. You, you, you start spreading what you're looking for, okay, in football players. Okay? Right. That's the way it works. His influence is going to be all over the scouting department. And when they go down to the combine on March 1st, when they go to the senior bowl in February, and all that. Pioli has a resume. He's done so many good things. He, right. He's a good evaluator of talent. Now, at multiple locations, too. At multiple locations. He right. went to the Jets. He signed numerous free agents that turned that team around. Right. The Kevin uh, Kevin Mowais and you know the Testaverdes and guys like that brought them in. He you know he went to New England with Belichick, and they built what they built there. Both yeah. of them. A lot of it was Belichick. You know, I don't give him but Pioli's there. Belichick had, Belichick found Pioli. He found Pioli back in the day with yeah. the Giants. He used to travel from all over just to come to church. He found him, kept him, brought him to different places. So don't what I'm saying to people listening is don't let the Kansas City thing scare you. We're like, oh, he destroyed Kansas City and all that. Well, Andy Reid, you know, and, and Dorsey came in after Pioli and drafted really well. That's why I mentioned John. Guy's an unbelievable, you know, evaluator. But Andy Reid also thanks Scott Pioli for building that foundation there too before he got there. Yeah. Okay, he drafted a couple of Pro Bowls. Some impact guys, uh, you know, and then Dorsey came in and he drafted even more impact guys, and the Chiefs are what they are today. It's funny when you when you brought up Andy Reid, I thought you were going to say, you know, look at Andy Reid in Philly, how it ended there, right? But he goes to Kansas City, and now all of a sudden he's a genius again. That's what I'm saying. Like I'm okay with a guy who maybe slipped off a bit. 
Um, because that doesn't necessarily mean that they can't still do the job. They can't talent evaluate. They can't change this whole structure. It's just that for whatever reason, it didn't work out at a certain spot. But go ahead, Chris. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Listen, we talked about Dave Siegel. He's up with, with Belichick. Obviously, Joe Judge connection. Obviously, a guy will probably come in here and say, no, 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 no. We know Joe from New England. Yeah. We're going to give him another year. We're going to make this thing, you know, we're going to change. We're going to do some things. And we're going to, you know, get this guy and let him do, you know, get him some more talent. Let's see. An offensive coordinator, because Freddie Kitchens is gone. Yes. If anybody's wondering about Freddie Kitchens, don't. He's gone. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he's got to get a, an offensive offensive staff in there that actually looks like a 2022 NFL football team. Right. Not a 1943 offensive football team. If that, right. Okay. Another guy with a New England connection, Monty Ossifer. Yeah, that's the one I had to. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's a guy. You know, he was the former director college scouting for Belichick up in New England. He knows Judge. Yeah. So there's the connection there where yeah. you could see him being brought in and interviewed yep. and, you know, being considered by Mara. And and he's in my, yeah, if we weren't such a shit show of a franchise, I'm okay with it. But I, it just, it, Chris, it just scares me first time guy. But go ahead. He's another name I had. He falls into that list with me along with another guy, Ed Dodd, um, the Colts. One of the best, supposedly one of the best talent evaluators. I mean, look at the Colts um, in the NFL. But anyway, go ahead, dude. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, right now he's the director of player personnel yeah. for Tennessee, and he's yeah. John Robinson's right-hand man yep. in Tennessee. And they have drafted well the last few years. Uh, they've drafted pretty good the last few years. They, you know, they brought some NFL free agents all that, and these guys, you know, they're the number one seed and all that. Um, and they've done a pretty good job. Over there in Tennessee, so that, that New England connection intrigues me. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's obviously going to be. He's a guy looking to be a full time, you know, promoted to general manager, uh, and a, a guy that Mara, in my opinion, needs to bring in with the Piolis. Even a young guy, Dave Ziegler, up there. And there's one other. Listen, Jerry. There's another guy. <clears throat> we talked about Ron Wolf. Oh, that, that's know. mine too. There it is. See, see if you can oh. see my list. No, nope. can you see it? There he goes. Oh, it's backwards. Oh, Elliot Wolf. Yeah, and then you got Ron Wolf's son, Elliot. Yeah. Another young mind. Yep. You know, another young mind. You know, he was with Green Bay, and obviously, you know, and he's, he's right now, you know, he's up in New England as a consultant the last few years with Belichick. So there's another New England connection that knows Joe Judge. Yeah. You know, um, so these are guys you look at and you say, okay, well, these are guys Mara will probably be – Bringing in, I, I figure four, five, maybe six guy list. Also, Chris, real quick with, with him, I just want to add, he was also assistant GM with the Browns during the good, the, the better Browns, right? <laughs> this later version. <laughs> right. So, I mean, you know, this is a guy, obviously, his father was very good. Yeah. He was learned well under his dad, I'm sure. Yeah. He's got that little New England judge connection. Uh, if you're looking for a young mind, if Mara's looking to get a fresh young mind, he's a guy that has to be considered. Yeah. If Mara wants to go with a proven guys, you got to bring a Pioli in. Uh, Pioli gets it, Jerry. He knows what this is all about. Yeah. He's a Northeast guy and all that. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, he's got the giant roots. Belichick, the whole deal. Parcells, we all know that's his father-in-law. He knows what this team, you know, he knows what he, he knows how to build a winner. As far, you know, he knows how to build a foundation, Jerry. You know, and I think he's a guy that would work with Judge, and that's what Mara wants. You know, that's what Mara wants, Jerry. He wants a guy to come in here 
uh, and give Joe another year, get him more talent, and all that. That's the that's the facts. You know what I mean? Now, I can't speak for Scott Pioli. I can't speak for any of the guys I mentioned. They might look at Joe Judge and say, "Hey, this guy's a buffoon." You know, yeah. I, I'm not. I don't. I, I don't want him. I, even if it's got even the New England connections, maybe they didn't like him. Chris, will Lewis Riddick get another interview? You think or no? No. No. Okay. No, I do not think he will get another yeah. interview. But you know, they might look at him, you know, and they know George from New England. They might say, "Nah, I, I, I didn't think highly of him. I mean, he was a special teams coach." Yeah. You, know, you got to remember something, Jerry, about these coaches under Belichick, and you see a lot of them have failed. Yeah. Right. Yeah, most. Jerry, and we're not going to call Judge. Was two years? Well, one year was good. This year has been a disaster. But are we going to label him a total failure yet? No. I'm sorry. I know people don't want to hear that, but he's probably going to get another year. And then when he, if he goes five and twelve next year, then he's going to be gone. And he's a total failure. So I'm not going to label him a total failure yet. No. See, the thing is, Jerry, these guys that come from Belichick, Belichick does it all. Up in New England, bro. Yeah, he does. He has his hand in everything. He has his influence in everything. You know, it, it wasn't like Adam Gates where he just said, "Okay, the defense, you got to do what you want." I don't. I don't go to the meetings. You know, all that stuff. <laughs> Belichick runs everything, every position, and that's why a lot of times these guys go on their own, and it's like they struggle. Yeah, they struggle. You know, because Belichick up in New England does everything, bro. From a tight ends coach, he's there doing this. He's going that. Right, he's everywhere, and that's what Judge tries to be here. But that doesn't mean he's going to be successful. And right now, he's look. He's it's been a disaster. It has been. He's yeah. you know his offense. I don't I don't know. I mean he his offense. He you know he brought Kitchens in, and it's been worse than Garrett. But it's been two years of bad offense, Jerry. The, the- Garrett and. Garrett slash Kitchens this year, and that and that falls on Judge. He's the head coach. He has to oversee everything, bro. Yeah, I was gonna say the two things that are gonna save Judge is the the first is when they fired McAdoo. Maris said, "I you know we we looking back, we probably should have been a little more patient." So he's that's yeah. on his mind. And the other thing is he's got to look at this roster and say, "I got to give this guy a chance," because the roster. I mean, there's. The offensive line, it, it, it's not functional, right? Your backup quarterback, which I guess Judge contributed to by choosing him, is not even a guy who should be in the league right now. So it, all of you can look up and down the roster, especially on offense, where they need more talent. So I think those two things ultimately are going to be, well, we're going to give this guy one more year. But go ahead. Yeah, and, and the guy in Indianapolis, right, Dodd? Yeah, yeah. I mean – how could you not? I mean, you know, right. with the drafts they've had, I mean, I know Chris Ballard runs the show there, but he's been Chris Ballard's guy, right? Yep. And he's got he's a guy too. I mean, you look at what they've done, and you say, all right, well, you know, we have to look at this guy, too. Yeah. So you got look, you want to, you want to go the veteran route? Guys have done it in the past a long time. You got the Dorsey and Pioli, right? Yes. Exactly you, got, right. you want some, you want some guys that what you're going to bring in here, and you're going to promote them to full time general manager from their previous jobs. We listed a few of them, yeah. so that's what John's going to have to deal with, Jerry. You know, and now now it's just a matter of making the right call. Now, Steve Tish, I talked about it. You know, how much was say? Well, look, look, Tish, if you put a 
Dave Ziegel, uh, if you even named him to Tish, you're probably like, who the hell is that? Yeah, right, right. <laughs> I mean, he's not going to know these guys from yeah. a hole in the wall. Right. The only influence Tish will probably have is like him going to John. When John goes, say, like, you know, oh, look, we're going to go with Pioli. We got him in here. He wants a job. You know, well, Tish might say, well, John, you know, you, the last two have not worked out here. I mean, they haven't worked out. So what? tell me why. This guy's gonna work out, you know. Yeah, right, exactly. And then John, will be, he'll be smooth. John, well, this is what he does. And then Tish will be like, okay, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Tish is not gonna squash anything. He's not, you know. The only thing he ever squashed was the Chris Mara thing. That was because of Mara and you know the optics, and he had a part of the team and all that back in the day, you know. Yeah. Um, but Tish is not gonna unless Tish all of a sudden decides. Well, you know, I got my own guys looking at this, which he's not gonna do. He's he's not involved like that, Tish. He's I could just see Tish saying, well, you tell me, John, why, why Jerry Foley's your guy because right. the last two I approved and went with you. Yeah. Really, you know, yeah. Gentleman didn't work out. And Reese didn't work out at the end. And Ross's, his sidekick was a buffoon. So tell me why this is going to work. Yeah. And then John will smooth it over. Well, this is why. And then Tish will be like, oh, okay, you know. Yeah. Because Tish doesn't have much, you know, he's just not a football guy like that, Tish. He doesn't – he couldn't tell you, you know – he can't tell you the difference between this guy and that guy. He doesn't know. Yeah. He doesn't know, you know? So that'll be to your, point, to your point about Ross, like he still shows up on like talk shows and, you know, it's, it's the mm -hmm. arrogance too, right? Like Jerry Reese yeah. to his credit, man, he just went yeah. quietly. doesn't say a word. And, and now people look back at him as not as much of the problem. Uh, I mean, you know, how could you compare Gettleman and Reese? It's not even a comparison, right? Gettleman's a complete disaster, but Ross goes out and, yeah, the arrogance of him and the, the way you describe him before. I mean, oh, God. It's like a, the ultimate villain, man. Ugh. Yeah, you know, you know, Ross used to patrol the sideline and practices. He used to go to these scouting things and walk around like he was some kind yeah. of successful guy. You know, like he just, yeah. you know, uh, and he did a lot of damage in that building, man, over the years. Um, look, there's a lot of dysfunction going on in that building that really needs to be straightened out, Jerry. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, like I said, even with Gettleman and he overriding some some scouts or what they thought should have been a better and Gettleman, no, I'm going with this guy. I mean, Dexter Lawrence is like people. Some people in the building are like Dexter Lawrence, you know, at 17th overall. Like Dave, what are you seeing in it? You know, and Chris, we that was draft night. We questioned that one too. Remember, like we were like, yeah. it was what the hell is this? What are we doing, man? Yeah. 17th overall. My God, I, I, you know, and then the, the no research on, on Baker, right? DeAndre Baker. Yeah, I mean, and now you, you know, what happens is, Jerry, you know, the draft happens, and then years later, a couple years later, people start leaking things out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And you see it now from old scouts, this guy, Vetter Rosa. You got, an, you got an anonymous scout out there now saying things, Gettleman did this, you know, yeah. all this stuff, you know. And the DeAndre Baker... That was another example of what I talked about, a draft pick where the rest of the league said, <laughs> they laugh at the Giants. Like, oh, only the Giants will move up to take that kid. Yeah. They, people laugh at the Giants. They're scouting. Now, Gettleman updated. He updated his, he updated his scouting department yeah. as far as analytics-wise, mm -hmm. okay, Jerry, the last few years. But it's still way behind other teams, bro. Yeah. Somebody told me that the Rams with Sean McVay and his people, 
the Chiefs, Reed, and his people, like they're scouting department, Jerry, and and their evaluations of these. It looks like these books, Jerry. Like, I mean, they're they're stacked. They got everything on these kids. It's so far. It's so far ahead of the Giants' analytic department. I'm talking about scouting analytics, okay? Yeah. It's so far ahead of the Giants, it's comical. And it's been upgraded. And Dave actually upgraded a little bit the last few years with this. For what? Like a like a hammer and chisel to a notebook? Like I can't imagine. You know, and, and you and you and you hear stories of DeAndre Baker. Yeah. And it's like everybody else saying, "Why would you move up for that kid? He nobody had him graded there." Yeah. And this is believe me, people. Believe me, this is you know this is reliable people telling me this stuff. And you all these things you put that all together. That this function, who's talking here? Who's hiding shit from Mara? Who's, who's the, you? This is why you lose seven out of the last eight years, and you're in double digit losses, bro. It's been, you know, look, not Dave's going, Dave's leaving Monday. So I, I, I'm not a big fan of just piling on and piling on, but obviously he did not get the job done. Yeah. And we talked about some guys that we feel maybe will get the job done. Um, so look, if you, if you're gonna say, if you're gonna ask anybody, ask me, Chris. You know, who do you like? Who do you want? Well, I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with the Pioli guy. He wants to get back in, I'm sure. Um, and I think he's a guy that could succeed here, and he's gonna change a lot of what's going on. You know, in that building, Jerry. You know. Do you think he'll get I, interviewed? Uh, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I haven't heard any names yet. I, yeah. I did hear that obviously John and you know they got some guys this. You know, they're looking at, I don't know who they're looking at. Okay. Okay. And I should never know that. But if I do, yeah. that's not good. You know, but right. I'm sure, you know, somewhere along the line it might. But anyway, the point being is that, you know, they got some names, you know, they know, listen, it's not like Maris still thinking about Gettleman. No, we all know what the story is, you know. Yep. We all know Gettleman's going to be uh, out the door. Um, so uh, we look at those. Some guys, Jerry, if he wants to go young mine. Fresh ideas. We talked about some of the guys that are pretty young looking to get promoted to GM, right? Yeah. For their first GM gig. Yeah. And we talked about their backgrounds, their New England connections. Yeah. Why, why Mara might go that way because they know Judge, you know, uh, and they not, and and for we know they like Judge in New England, right? Belichick liked them. So yeah. And if we and we also covered if they want to go old time, you know. Guys with a history resume, guys have been around the block a thousand times. Uh, we talked about the Pioli and the Dorseys, you know. Yeah. Um, so, Jerry, my, look, I think John Dorsey is a phenomenal talent evaluator. Um, I, me personally, if I was the owner, I wouldn't let that. He has a little bit of a leaky mouth. I wouldn't let that deter me. Yeah. If Dorsey, yeah. you know, if you bring him in, Pioli would be, would be another guy. I think it would be a pretty good fit here. Um, don't get scared about the Kansas City. I know I see a lot of people on Twitter. Yeah, Chris, but he, Kansas City, I don't want him. He destroyed the Chiefs, whatever it was. Uh, it didn't end well. I'm not going to lie about that. Um, um, but he's a guy that has you know, has done a lot of things in this league. And he was also assistant to Thomas Dimitrov in Atlanta. Yeah. And then went to the Super Bowl in a couple of years. Right. So you just keep that in mind, people, when you think about, you know, it doesn't always, like I just said, Ron Wolf pulling, it doesn't always end well. You know, some, sometimes they go on to another job and it ends really well. 
you know, and that's what you have to hope for. So Pioli, Jerry, or Dorsey, for the veterans, you know, and we talked about some of the young minds. Uh, one guy, you know, Jerry, I didn't really mention, too, that I have to be honest with you, you know, Joe Schoen from Buffalo. Oh, Brandon he's another one. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, this yep. is a guy that Parcells kind of discovered back in Miami. Yeah. Okay? He's now the assistant. He's like Brandon Bean up in Buffalo's right-hand man. Yeah. Um, another guy, look, we all know what the Bills have done the last few years. And don't get me wrong, they got they put in a hell of a coach, right? Yep. But we all know how they do, what they've done the last few years, draft-wise. And, you know, Josh Allen has worked out for them and all that. So there's another guy. That's another guy. That should be on Mara's list, in my opinion. Yeah, looking looking at these successful programs right. and understanding, you know, why they're successful and going after these guys. Again, dude, I get it, but uh, you know, we, guys, we don't we didn't talk much before this podcast. But the two names I came down with at the end of the day were Pioli and Dorsey. And while these younger guys are qualified and would be exciting candidates, I just think. Because of the state of the franchise, they're going to go with someone like that, with a Dorsey or a Pioli. But yeah, Chris, I mean, you, you had the same names written down that I did. That you know, these guys from these successful programs would be really exciting, and and looking at player evaluation completely differently from the way we do it now. Yeah, because Jerry, the, the proof is in the pudding, right, bud? Right. Just look at the drafts. Look at the offensive line. Still, look at the records. Uh, well, you know, right now you still got a quarterback we're not even sure about. Another, you know, don't forget, you know, Dave took him sixth overall. Yep. Um, and here we are three years in, and we're not even sure about this kid. And Chris, five team. straight years of first-round offensive players. I can't get past that ever. Yeah. Ingram, was it Ingram, Barkley, Jones, Thomas, Tony. Holy cow, man. That, like, that, that's five straight years of first-rounders. <laughs> and we're that bad. And, and we're that bad. <laughs> and we're that bad. Okay? that How the hell does that happen? Well, you know, Ingram didn't turn out. I mean, that's not Dave. That was, you know, that was Ross and, yeah. and Reese. But Ingram didn't really, did never play like a number one pick. Barkley's a running back, and he had a great rookie year. But, you know, the last three years, on and off injuries, all that. Okay? Andrew Thomas looks like he's going to be a uh, Daniel Jones is a, he's still a question mark. Yeah. Andrew Thomas looks like he's going to be a real solid, to Dave's credit. Yeah. Um, he's going to be a real solid left tackle. And then who am I missing? And Tony, Tony, Tony. we don't know if we could get this kid on the field. Right. So that's where we're at. And it's not like you're knocking it out of the park with third and fourth round, second round picks. <coughs> Excuse me. That are building, you know, that hasn't been very successful either. Yeah, a couple of decent ones. McKinney looks like he's going to be a solid player. Uh, and all that. And Aziz looks like he's going to be a solid player. But too many misses, dude. Too many just misses. Way too many mi impact. You know, you just look, if you have a lot of misses, but you draft some impact kids, yeah. that's what Pioli did a little bit in Kansas City. A lot of misses, but he drafted a couple of impact and all that. Um, you know, these impact kids, you'll live with it because you've got some foundation you build them around. But, you know, not many second contracts, Jerry. You no. Know, with this no. organization. No. You just um, tweeted about someone, I don't know, was it yesterday? Will Hernandez, second rounder, yeah. awful, awful year. Not gonna get us. Not gonna see a second contract. Second round pick. Yeah, you know. So you look at some of these. It just hasn't worked out. Uh, Gettleman obviously didn't do his job. That's why he'll be, he'll be gone Monday, and we'll see where Mara goes. But 
Judge is a guy that most likely is going to stay, and that's, you know, Maverick's going to want him to stay. And I think he's going to lean towards a guy, Jerry, that has no problem bringing Judge in, you know? Yeah. Um, that's the way I see it because Mara, that's the way Mara wants it. And we'll see what happens. Look, we'll see what happens, you know? We'll see what some of these guys they bring in and, and they, you know, they don't get the job or they, or they, turn, down, or they turn down an interview. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now that's something you got to keep an eye on. Now coming up in uh, coming up in the next two three weeks. Yeah. A guy you hear they want to bring in an interview and he turns it down. Yeah. That you look at that and say, well, why did he turn it down? Well, it could be judge related. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, I I uh, I think Big Blue VCR put it out this thing on George Young when he came in. He said, "Do I?" He told asked Mara, "Do I got to put a fence around my office?" And that's that was the key for him. So it's just interesting to see, like which, like you said, which guys turn it down, because it's got to be exciting to be able to say you turn this around. I mean, that, that's got to be enticing. You're the New York football franchise, and you're the you're the person that will be viewed in the long run as turning it around, man. But like you said, the judge factor may may come in, and or just the overall dissatisfaction with it's a crap show over there. I, have, I want nothing to do with it. So we'll see, we'll see where that goes. But dude, great job by you. This was. Uh, Hopefully everybody enjoyed this because I did sitting here listening to it, to be honest with you. Um, all and, the info and you had. Listen, Jerry, if Judge is back in other years, we all expect, um, he's got to make changes. Yeah, totally. He's got to make huge changes. Of, and look, Jerry, he could lose his defensive coordinator. I know. Isn't that amazing? I mean, you know, Patrick Graham, he's probably going to get a couple of interviews. Yeah. And if he knocks it out of the park somewhere, he might be gone. And, you know, the offensive side of the ball, yeah. He's offensive line coach. This guy Sale, who he he can let the door hit him in the ass too. By the way, he's going to be gone. Okay, um, he's got to you know, Judge has got to take charge, bro. You know, I could say this, Judge. He takes great pride in himself knowing the game, Judge. Yeah, he thinks he knows the game in and out, and he does. He knows. You know, he's a very smart. He's a smart guy. Doesn't mean you're going to win on Sundays, right? But. He takes great pride in knowing everything, offense, defense, what this guy does, you know, a la Belichick, right? Yeah. But, okay, so you got to take charge of your offense, which has been at a high school level last year, this for the last five, six weeks, and it's been bad for two years under your leadership. Yeah. It was Garrett last year, Garrett Kitchens this year. Yeah. It's been bad. Yeah. So what are you doing about it, Joe? Right. Now that's it. That's, yeah. You you sitting back and just letting Freddie Kitchens game plan? Well, I guess so. If you if your game plan is to run the ball, and the first play of the game you go empty, unbelievable. With a quarterback who can't make a quick decision, who can't get the ball out of his hands quick, and what happened? The offensive line blocks down right. There's nobody in the back because you're empty. They send the uh, the kid Gibson uh, off the edge. He's unblocked. Fumble. Game over. And how sad is that? Fumble, next play is a touchdown, game, game over. over. Game over, two plays. So, Joe, you take great pride in telling everybody how you have your hand in every damn aspect of this team. And then you allow that? You allow that? And so, to me, it's like – yeah. I'm sorry, Jay, one second. To, yeah, me, it's just, to me, it's like, okay, Freddie, it's Freddie's game plan. And, well, dude, you better take charge because you might escape this year, and I'm sure he is. You're not escaping next year. You get what I'm saying, Jerry? Yeah. You go six. If you go six and eleven next year, you're not escaping it. You're getting fired, bro. 
Yeah, yeah. I think anything less than seven wins would would do him in. Absolutely. Um, I, was, I don't want to rehash the Chicago game, but like you said, when he came out in that press conference, he said, oh, yeah, our plan was to run the ball practically the whole game. Oh, so on the first play you chose shotgun and empty backfield? Sure, Joe. Okay, got it. So whereas with the GM, I want someone more experienced, Chris, offensive <laughs> coordinator, I want a young mind who's innovative, okay? I want an I innovative it. young mind who's not right. afraid to try stuff. Right. So, Right. I'll go the opposite for OC. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you know what, Jerry? When we when we have the you know when a GM gets in here, if Judge stays, we could get into that a little bit more. You know, yeah. yeah obviously, we'll have a lot to talk about in the offseason as far as coaches. Yeah. Uh, but his offensive staff, dude. I mean, Joe, you better get rid of somebody. I mean, like I said, this buffoon sale. He's going back to college. He's checked out. He's going back to college. Yeah. Um, uh, and Freddie knows. Freddie knows, from what I understand, Freddie knows kitchens. He knows he ain't coming back. Yeah. Um, and so he's going to have to make some changes, and he's going to have to be more assertive. Right. He's got to be more assertive, Judge. He's got to take control, bro. You know, and, and you know, and to, like like Graham has proven he could you know, he could run a show. You know, your offensive side of the ball has not proven they can run a show. You're the head right. coach. This falls on you. Everybody looks at you, bud. Right. You. You brought this guy in. You're the head coach. So that's something, Jerry, that when he survive, if he survives, Judge, we expect it like we talked about. We're going to talk about that. Well, what are you doing now? So this is what I'm saying, Jerry. Like a guy like Pioli comes in here. Yeah. And he's going to – look, Joe. Yeah, we're, we're going to try to make this work, me and you. We're going to – you know, you know, me and Bill, Parcel, Belichick, you know, we've got the whole thing going on. All right, we're going to make this work. Okay? <laughs> you're coming back here. You're my guy. I told John, you're my guy. But I tell you what. I tell you what, this is how you're going to have to be. You learned the LaBelichick and Saban. Well, start acting like it. Yeah. I mean, Saban goes through an offensive coordinator every three years, it seems like. Yeah, you know, right. I know guys move on. They take other jobs. But, you know, but point being, Saban has no problem making changes. None. Yeah, he adjusts. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so guess what, Joe? This, you know, this, this is what you're going to have to look for. You know, you're going to make big changes on your staff. Yeah. And... You're going to have to make big changes of what you do as a head coach. And, and to your point about Saban, look at all the changes that Belichick has to go through every year. He seems to lose a coach every year, right? Yeah. So there it is. Right. Uh, so you're going to have to make big changes, and you're going to have to adjust on what you're doing as a head coach. Yeah. You're going to have to do this, this, this different yeah. if you want to succeed in this league. Yep. Okay? Because what you're doing is not working. Yeah. You might think it's working, and you might tell people in the building that I know football, and I'm Trust me, I came for this. I know what I'm – it's not working. You're getting blown out every game. Yeah. You ended the season with a disgrace. I don't want to hear about the Mike Lennons and all that stuff. Yeah. Your side of the ball. So you got to make these changes. To me, Jerry, Judge is the type of head coach that needs two great coordinators to succeed. Yeah, okay. He's not going to be a type of guy that has so-so coaches like a Belichick. I, I hate to compare because Belichick's Belichick, but that's going to go out there and he's going to do it anyway. I think this guy, Jerry, needs two legit, very good coordinators to succeed in this league. And then Judge could go in there and he could talk about culture and make sure guys are on time and, you know, oversee this, oversee that, whatever it might be. You know so I mean? we have a coach that needs two really good coordinators and we're going to need a, co- a quarterback who's going to need a really good offensive line and receiving weapons. And, and Let's just, do and this. just quickly, yeah. as we got time, Jerry? Yeah, we got, yeah we're, we're over an hour, though. Okay, well, just quickly. As much time as you want, but. And now Judge likes Daniel Jones a lot. 
So yeah. does John Mara. But the new general manager might not like Daniel Jones. Yeah. Now, nobody, you know, nobody like Judge or nobody like John Mara is going to tell a Pioli and Ed Dodd, whoever the hell gets this job, and say, well, you got to take Daniel Jones. No, trust me, that is not happening. And, and it's fair to say he's not getting the extension, Jones, before May. There's not getting that. Not. Okay. Let's see what the new guy comes in here. Mara's not going to insist on Judge or Jones. He wants Judge back. Okay? He's not going to insist on Daniel. And I, I see a lot of people, oh, he's insisting on Jones. You're never going to get anybody. No, he's not going to insist on Daniel Jones. Interesting. He likes Daniel Jones. So does Judge. Yeah. New guy comes in here, Jerry. I'm going to say this again. Mm-hmm. New guy comes in here. He looks at a kid like Kenny Pickett, who I like, by the way, more and more yeah, and more. Boy, I, watch I, know, I, know, I know. He looks at a kid like Kenny Pickett. Still falling in love with his arm. Who knocks it out of the park in all these combines and pro days and falls in love with him. And you got a five and an eight. You can't put it past a guy to come and go, well, we need a quarterback here. Yeah. Oh, no, but Daniel's a really nice kid. Yeah, yeah but I, I don't like him. I didn't like him three years ago. Yeah. He's, he's not my guy. Yeah. I don't look at him and say, yeah, he's my guy. You know what I'm getting at? Yes, and I have a plan for that, by the way. So people, you know, so people saying, well, you know, that all these experts are saying there's really not a kid that in a five and eight talent. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, nobody really thought Mac Jones was a number fifteen overall talent either. Right. The point being is that these kids, you know, as this process goes on now in the off season, pretty soon, as far as combines, senior bowls, and all that crap, you know, they skyrocket or they go down. Right, and you don't know what the new GM what he looks at and says. Oh, oh, oh wait a minute, this guy here, you know, yeah. I think he has all the tools, and we have high draft pick here. We might go with a quarterback on one of these kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yes. we'll see, Jerry. It's a lot of answers. A lot of questions are going to be answered. Bro. And my my plan, I think I said this to you the other day, is if you don't like Daniel Jones, there's a guy in Denver, offensive coordinator, who would love him. I think. I think that I think it's the perfect scenario. You get a second round pick for Daniel Jones. Boom. There it is. Would he would glad they would gladly do that. So, anyway, I know he's all OC, but that'd be my backup plan if he wanted to go get picket. So yeah, but plays tap out of the trauma. That's true. They do. They do tap out of a lot of golf clubs. Golf clubs everywhere. Uh, dude, great job. You want to do picks real quick? Oh, okay. Yeah, I forgot. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. No, that's all right. I mean, I'm glad you forgot. I shouldn't even have mentioned it. Uh. Chiefs Broncos Saturday, four thirty. Chiefs. Yeah, me too. Oh, then this one Cowboys Eagles. Um, eight o'clock, eight fifteen on uh, Saturday. Uh, Micah Parsons. Uh, a lot of Cowboys on COVID, COVID list now. Gonna yeah, go with Eagle, Eagles at home. Yeah, yeah it's true. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Eagles at home. The Eagles are playing for nothing, right? So I can yeah. see them resting guys because they got to play the following week. So, is, well, Dallas is really maybe for seeding. I, 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 I don't know, man. I'll go with Dallas. I'm going Eagles at home. Uh, Bengals, Browns. Bengals. Uh, the rest in Joe Burrow. I'll go with the Browns. I, I know Mayfield. That, that, that's like a who cares. I'll go with the home team. I'll go with the Browns. I'll go Bengals. Uh, Steelers, Ravens. 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 Uh, Packers, Lions. Uh, Packers. Yeah. Colts, Jags. Uh, Colts. Colts. I need that game. Yeah, it's easy. Bears at Vikings. I'll go with the Vikes. Yeah. Mike Zimmer's maybe last game. Yeah. Uh, Titans at Texans. 
Titans, they need that game. Yeah, there's a chance they're the number one seed in the AFC. No, they are the number one seed. They just have to win. Right. That's cra- It's not. That's insane. Yeah, they don't have to fall. They just got to win. Holy crap. Uh, Saints-Falcons. Uh, Saints. Yeah, I guess. Um, man, these games. I thought they were supposed to make this more interesting. Seahawks-Cardinals. Yes, Cardinals. Uh, I'll go with Arizona. Jets-Bills. Bills. Yep. Panthers at Bucks. 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 Patriots at Dolphins. Go Pats. Uh, well, New England clinch. They're really playing for nothing. I'll go with Miami. Are they all resting guys, these teams? Do you know? Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah. Some of them are going to, like, I, you know. It's so I hard to Rogers tell, man. Play. I'll go Pats. 49ers at Rams. Um, Rams. Yeah, me too. And Sunday night. Oh, it was a good one. Chargers, Raiders. Yeah, win and get in. Yeah, right? That's crazy. Love that. Um, I'm going to go Raiders at home. Yeah. Uh, this is a tough one, man. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I've been talking about the Chargers going to playoffs this year. I, I, I'm going to stick with my Chargers. Your, your picks were good, by the way. Your Browns blew it up, but yeah, yeah, pretty good overall. Browns blew it up. And finally, we are, we both, I believe, feel the same way. Washington at Giants. Washington. You think, you think what, 24-3, 24-6? I, I mean, Jerry, I, it's bad enough they can't score. And now Fromm's in there against the Washington team is going to look to win. I mean, a Washington team wants to finish strong in the Rivera. I, I think it's 24-3, Jerry. Uh, 23. Something like last week, dude, you know? Yeah, I, I, think it's, I just think it's even going to be more boring or something. Like, like 13-3. It's going to no, be just a terrible be. game for both sides. Oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, they got their guys, Heineke, McLaurin. Yeah. I think Brian. Uh, yeah, I mean, I can see, what would you say, 17-3? Yeah, I can see. Like 13-3 or something. But I can yeah, see, oh, yeah, yeah. see Rivera getting them all amped. So, whatever. Yeah, and I, 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 I'm just going a little bit higher because I figured the offense is going to turn over about three times in a, yeah. in a negative territory and yeah, Washington will be set up. So, I'll go like a 20-3. That's a good point. Or maybe even 20 to nothing. They might not even score. Yeah, unreal. That's where we are on offense, guys. Uh, dude, awesome job. Anything else? Uh, no, that's it, man. That's it. All right, then we'll do the, oh. the, the recap next week, and then we'll, uh, you know, we'll figure it out. We'll probably go weekly after that, right? Yep. All right, guys. To order a subscription to The Giant Insider, go to www.thegiantinsider.com. And for a digital subscription, go to Magster, M-A-G-Z-T-E-R. All right, guys, hang in there. One more week to go. It is almost over. Sundays are Giant Days. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody.